Welcome to this episode of Nerdables. This week, we are discussing Ahsoka returning to Clone Wars. Rumors reemerge about a Rodario Dawson, Rodario Dawson, Rosario Dawson being cast as Ahsoka for Mandalorian Rosa season two. <laughs> Matt Murdock is in Spider-Man three? Question mark in theater films on demand. Apple and Amazon are being asked to lower their bandwidth during the pandemic. I'm R.A. Rain. Joining me via the Nerdable Satellite One is Chris and Ethan. We had to separate because of something out there. Yes, we're trying to be proactive and social distance. Welcome, gentlemen. Even though a week ago we were all in the same room. Yeah, right? (laughs) We had eight people at your house a week ago, and then this week it's like, nope. Well, that's because, you know, they all told us we needed to separate. Because we don't know who we're around. We told us to separate before we recorded last week, too. Did we? No. It didn't yep. really go into yeah, effect. Okay, yes, they did. They told us to start well, separating. They already told you to social distance whether it was a mandate or not. Correct. Last then the mandate came break, out. So. What? Hey, Ethan, you... Last I, week was our... Well, no, yeah. No, well, we had it... Well, anyway, so what? So Ahsoka returned to Clone Wars last Friday <laughs> night, which caused a, a big stir... And uh, a lot of they continued to promote as the whole season being around for the last two years, all of a sudden showed up halfway through the season was over. Yeah, that was a big deal. In the fifth episode of a 10 episode season, she shows up. I was there when they announced this. I I forgot. It's two years ago. This was announced in Comic-Con in 2018. So it's taken, well, I guess a year and a half before the series started. And, the push, I mean, everyone saw the promo video. Ahsoka's very, you know, very prominent in it. And she was kind of the, the whole deal. The, the helmet in the uh, Clone Wars Saved promotion right. poster has, uh, you know, her symbol for the, the Mandalorian um, battle, the Mandalore battle or whatever. And so I think a lot of people, including myself, that weren't really paying attention to some of the the new updates as to what the story was going to be about was that the whole season featured Ahsoka. And of course, what this ends up being is these are even adapted from what the full season was supposed to be. The stuff that, that ended up in the Dark Disciple book, stuff that we saw in Celebration all the way back in 2015 when they showed us some of the animatics of Asajj and uh, the bounty hunters like Embo and Count Dooku and then stuff with the Bad Batch and stuff with Ahsoka. This was supposed to be a 20 or 22 episode season, and now it's 10. I think everybody thought they were going to rejigger it, but it looks like they just used pretty much the same script. Because I've seen this story that premiered on Friday of Ahsoka riding around on the theater and meeting these two sisters. So I don't know. I mean, it, it was a good episode if I had a longer season, but in the idea that this season was going to be 10 episodes and it was going to be really epic, it's a 
bit of a letdown so far, and I don't think I'm alone in feeling that way. No, a lot of people are feeling that uh, the season, quote-unquote season, has been uh, not a let letdown. It hasn't been what they expected. The, the expectation was much higher because they expected to go right into this major storyline that looks to be coming up next week or maybe the week after. I mean, cause you know, I got a feeling it's only the last two episodes. I still think we have seven, eight, or nine, and seven. We still have three more episodes before we get to the episode where she, uh, you know, talks to, to Anakin and, and Obi-Wan, what we saw in the first preview. You think that's another that's three more way? Because remember, I think a so, lot of their arcs... You still, you, have to, you still have to get her off of Coruscant, and she's not off yet. You have to figure out what the hell are these two sisters, and you have to get her reattached with the clones that she's supposed to be leading into Mando, and we have to figure out... I mean, we already know where Obi-Wan and, and, uh, and Anakin are. We've already seen that base uh, that they've been, been working at or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's pieces that are there, but I don't think you go into that next episode. Well, remember, I think we still have at least at least two more episodes before she has any sort of contact with the clones that she's supposed to be leading. Well, remember, most of the story arcs in Star War in Clone Wars were either three or four episodes. There were a lot of them that were three. Remember the the, uh, well, the you can consider this her entire arc, and it's going to be five episodes. Correct. I don't think we I don't think we get the Mandalore until episode nine. I really don't. See, I think I think we hit it on. Well, let's see, six. If we hit six, it'll be what the last six, seven, eight, nine. So I think seven, seven, eight, nine, ten. We'll we'll have on Mandalore. Six will probably be setting her up where she meets back up with the Jedi and Anakin and leaves. Coruscant. Oh, I don't think that's happening next episode at all. I didn't get that feeling at all at the end of this episode. So I, I think the sisters, that's either a one-off or maybe it'll be two, you know, the beginning of one episode and she ends with a oh, parting ways. I, I think they, they set them up with so much. That's got to be one more episode at least. The one thing with I did notice about this episode, it was very uh, Kenner-heavy uh, of the of the original designs for you know, Hammerhead, Greedo, and Wallers. Yeah. I like the design work in it. I thought the sisters looked cool, and I thought those the, the droids, the, the load lifters, looked awesome. Yeah, it you had can't... a lot of movement. It was a fun episode, but it's just not an episode that I think anybody was really looking for. Did you catch which which level they were on? Yeah, I know. Level thirteen, thirteen. We're over thirteen, thirteen. We get it. <laughs> That's where everything happens when you're getting down below the surface. Of course, it's on. just like everything in the entire fucking galaxy takes place on Tatooine. Yes. Anything major? Um, yeah, I, it just the episode felt like a filler episode. That's what I said to you as soon as I, I saw it. Yeah. Well, filler to me doesn't mean anything. It's it's an episode that they put out. It's not the episode you want. People always accuse episodes they don't like as being filler. They're not filler. It's yeah. they, we've only got ten episodes, so whatever story they're going to give you is the story they're going to give you. Because yeah. usually, for whatever the... they felt like the story was going to be. You know, if they put there, like, hey, we've got two episodes of the Battle for Mandalore, well, that sure as hell doesn't make a season, does it? But we got five or four that deal with Echo being a prisoner and 
and all that. All right, let's go with that, and let's go with three episodes to get her off of Coruscant, and then three episodes in Mandalore. And that's what we'll do for the season. Because again, even with the season as it was going to be, the middle part was all the stuff with Asajj. That was going to be four or five episodes. Correct. With her, basically, redemption and, and the stuff that happened with Quinlan Voss, which I think, in retrospect, I'm kind of glad it wasn't in that because that book is amazing. Oh, yeah, it's one of the best books. Christy Golden's Dark Disciples is one of my favorite books because she she's written two of the most gut-wrenching, emotional books in the new canon series, and that and Battlefront 2, Inferno Squad. Those yeah. two books are, mm, wow, magnifique. Fantastic book. She's a wonderful writer. I'm sorry. Did Nick you just do the Italian terrible. kiss your finger thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's French, but. Yeah, there you go. Uh, great book. <laughs> really just thinking of uh, maybe we'll do that to classify. You, you and I have read all of the. Actually, you've read more of the canon books than I have because you read Phasma and the first. Uh, the, the adaptation for um, Force Awakens. Yes, I've read a lot of the. the, the you've the, you've read YA more YA than I have. And YA stuff is good. Um, I think you've read the best of the YA though. I think you skipped Lost Stars, which is worse. I went back and watched it, or watched it, read it, read it. Yeah, you read you read Ahsoka. You yes. read Rebel Rising, right? Yes. Skin. Yes. Uh, you read Leia. Yes. You read them all, I think. Did I? I thought. Uh, oh, I, the only, I, I mean, the, you know what I haven't the, read is the uh, is the is the um, the junior books. Yeah, like the Bayes and Chirrut one, which really is more of a YA one. It's just really short. Right. That one's good too, but it's not. I don't. I wouldn't have considered that for the list. Yeah. I think we should list our favorites. Maybe we'll do our declassified later this week or next week. That sounds good. There'll be a day where we can actually be in the same room. It'd be easier to do it that way. Yeah. Just kind of go from our, our favorites down, or, or our least favorites up to our favorites. See, Ethan, you so have far. plenty because of we're time. We're in a spot with Rise of Skywalker. The novelization for Rise of Skywalker just came out. And so I think uh, that's a good spot to be like, these are all the canon books, and we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. Well, we don't know when the next one's coming out. I mean, the, it was supposed to be uh, Thrawn, but that's not coming out until October, I think, now. Well, Thrawn got moved earlier, yeah. Right. It wasn't done. No, the, the newest one was going to be um, the High Republic stuff in late summer. Yes, that's right. I thought there was something else coming out before then. Um, uh, what? Oh, the um, the second uh, Padme book. Is it the second Padme Queen, book? Yeah, Queen, Queen's Gambit comes out. Because I thought that book came out two weeks ago, but it was the uh, paperback edition of Queen's Shadow. They've been uh, Star Wars books tweeted the big thing that they showed the cover and everything. I'm like, oh, is that the new one? Then realized no, it's the old one. Uh, I think that's the next book that comes out. But anyway, the Clone Wars. We're halfway through the season. Give it a B. It's it, again, it I, it's good, but it's underwhelming as to what we expected. Yeah, but see, here's the thing though, and I don't know if you'll agree with me or not, but going back and watching the series on Disney Plus. There's a lot of arcs that now that I'm, uh, I don't know if it's because of Rebels or because of where the Star Wars universe has gone or whatnot, I kind of have fast-forwarded. and not, I mean, that's the wrong term. I've kind of just uh, glazed over them, you know? I said that when the series was out. I, I loved Rebels more than, than Clone Wars. 
and I had, I had said for a while, like, I like Clone Wars, and Clone Wars is great. And I watched every episode, and I watched a few, uh, you know, extra times. And there are some great arcs in there. And there's great one-shots in there that I like, too. Yeah. But overall, I was like, B-plus, where Rebels, to me, is an A, A-minus at the worst. And I think it also, uh, Rebels uh, has an advantage in being a shorter series by only having four seasons instead of six. Correct. And that last season is so good. Star Wars Shadow oh, is the one I was thinking about. But Rebels has new character. Uh, Rebels have new characters, so it's not something that, that uh, people are going to whine about. Period. It's also set in my favorite time period, so I've always admitted that bias. I like the OT, you know, better, and I like that story with the Empire better. Yeah, yeah. So I've kind of had that. You know, I give that caveat whenever I, you know. So Star Wars Shadowfall yeah. was the one I was thinking about. That's the uh, second book of uh, Alphabet Squad. Oh, yeah. That, when did that book come out? Um, right now, I don't think it's set with a date anymore. We um, also don't know if any of these things will be printed. Oh, actually, it's, uh, right now it's scheduled for June 23rd. That's possible. Well, it depends if they can actually print it, like Correct. physically print it. Yeah, that's the Alexander Freed book. Uh, yeah. I like Freed a lot. Huh? I like Freed a lot, too. Yeah. Well, the first Alphabet Squad was amazing. It's weird. It gets a lot of flack online. I, I don't understand that. I really don't. Yeah, I don't either. The only thing, the only reason I think that people don't like it is because it has really doesn't have any of the main characters. I mean, you really don't have any main characters. And I think you had, well, you have, you have, um, you have Hera in it. You know, yeah, but it, not, not too much. No. He has, he has the perfect role in it. And that we know that when, uh, you know, the New Republic comes along, it becomes a big part of how the Empire gets, gets dismantled. Yeah. It's high. So, yeah, I, I, I thought it was inter- a really interesting book to pick up that takes place immediately after Return of the Jedi. You know, when it's within, what, months of Jedi, I think? It's like two months after it, I think? Uh, I think it's a year. Maybe. It felt like a year. It's early. It's definitely early. It's earlier than The Mandalorian, I'll put it that way. Oh, yeah, it's definitely, yes. either just before, just after the Battle of Jakku, you know, it's like the end of the Empire. This is still, you know, somewhat, obviously the Empire still has some strength, uh, has some power. It feels more like the, the old EU that the Empire holds on to a quarter of the, within five years, the Empire still has a quarter of its, of its galaxy still left. Yes. Uh, it's so. dated four years after the Battle of Yavin. So it's right after Endor. Is it Endor four years? Yeah, I guess it would yeah. be right after then. I was trying to look and see if there was a quick anyway. breakdown of when it happens, but I don't want to waste too much time on it. So, um, yeah, the the Soka thing brought up, um, they're being on Clone Wars again, brought up the fact that uh, what? Six months ago, we were talking where 
Rosaria Dawson. Well, oh, wasn't out. that long? Well, yeah, okay. It was around around Christmas, around Je- or when uh, when November, Rises- December, something like that. Yeah, she put out a tweet yeah. saying that she would she would be honored or she would love to play the part of Ahsoka Tano in Mandalorian. Was she on a show? Was she on a uh, uh, talk show or something? Or was it just a tweet? I thought it was. A- I thought it was just Twitter. I remember. Yeah, I, think, I remember it was a tweet. Well, I think it was uh, somebody, or they said that they wanted to introduce Ahsoka into the Mandalorian, and then somebody tweeted her and said, "Oh, I think Rosario, Rosario Dawson would be the right fit for it." And then she said, "Hell yeah, I'd do it," and something like that. So I, you know what? You're right. She, it was like Good Morning America or something that she was on there, and she she mentioned. Wasn't she being? Wasn't she being interviewed because she's the girlfriend of a of a at the time presidential candidate yes and then Maybe. they brought up they, what it was that? is they brought really up the tweet star wars no they, they brought well, up the tweet about it when they were talking to her and she had said in the tweet that she'd be she would love to play the part and so then they just brought it up again and she's like yeah if they offered it to me i would take it in a heartbeat and then you know of course yeah. everybody went nuts over it and then yeah and then um be careful what you wish for well here's the thing this is on friday ashley Eckstein, who plays the voice of ahsoka tano put out a tweet that said or an instagram uh, excuse me a um yeah, an Instagram post, and she she's usually very good with posting stuff, and she put out a post that said, "Today has been a very crazy day. I'm really sorry. I'm not going to be able to do my live uh, stream tonight. I just uh, well, yeah, know, because the world's falling apart. The world's falling apart. But then all this all came out that same day, and Beth Beth who follows her real closely, um, is she said." She hasn't, you know, she normally posts all the time and she hasn't posted. Now, granted, yes, the world is falling apart with the pandemic and everything, which may, and this may have nothing to do with one or the other. But this thing picked up. Your husband who doesn't own a computer might have uh, coronavirus. Right, right. You don't know. You know, this thing picked up a lot of steam on Friday. Vanity Fair picked it up, or Variety picked it up, Uh, Yahoo picked it up. Everybody was picking up the. And the original article that was what it was, the one they put it out again on Friday was like Slash Films or something. Oh, that was Screen Rant. The Slash Films put it out, and then Screen Rant picked up Slash Films, and then everybody else picked it up. And sources that are sources that know sources that are sources. Yeah. On a show that's already completed filming and nothing's been leaked from, have said that Rosario Dawson is playing Ahsoka Tano. Right, a live action, which means, of course, that means it's real. We don't, you know, now we don't have to worry about her not being a real character because she was just a stupid cartoon. Now that she's in live action, there's validity her, to her story. Right. All the little girls that have the Ahsoka Lives, hashtag Ahsoka Lives t-shirts, and have loved this character for so many years and grown up with her, now we can tell those girls, you know what, now you matter because that character is played by an actress and not just a voice actress as i do the air quotes that no one can see on a podcast 
it's, it's the attitude drives me crazy, and I think everybody knows that. That there's some sort of weird validation in live action, and we'll get to it. If the thing that I hate is this becomes the story of the second season instead yep. of it, it's sort of like this Clone Wars season. The who's brushing their teeth? Nobody's brushing their teeth. Oh, I hear it. That made me be um, typing. Well, stop typing. Uh, <laughs> the season of the Clone Wars became Ahsoka, and I don't blame that because she was so heavily prominent in the promotion for it 18 months ago that this season became about Ahsoka, and our first five episodes, four episodes, didn't have her in it. And people were like, what the hell's going on? Right. Now you've got all these people that are jerking off to the idea that she's in it, and the idea that maybe Sabine shows up and all this other stuff. And that seems to be the story of the second season now, rather than this new character in The Mandalorian that we fell in love with. These other characters that we that we really enjoyed, like Moff Gideon and, um, and Cara Dune and uh, uh, what's IG-11. What, what's, IG-11's dead, so you're not going to get anything in the next one. Spoilers, sorry. Um, if you haven't watched it, it's your fault. What, what is... What is uh, Carl Weathers? What is Carl Weathers' character? Krieg? Yeah. Did you say Krieg? Krieg. Yeah. Krieg. Something like that. Yeah. It's like K-R-I-E-G or something like that. Here and right. of course, you know, Yentl. It's it's Graf. It's Graf Cargan. We, we fall in love with these, we, with, these, uh, with these characters and these villains and all these guys that we have. And now everything's just like, hey, remember those other characters from four years ago that you fell in love with? Now they're in this show. So now I can't wait for the next live. Are we just going to bitch about when we get to Cassian and K2, it's just going to be, I wonder if the Mandalorian shows up in this. Yeah. I wonder if we're going to see Moff Gideon. I wonder if we're going to see Krieg. Because now that we love those characters, because we got one season of them by themselves, let's now put them in everything else. It's the same mm-hmm. thing as getting you know, the, the, the 45, you know, I want Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan. I'm like, my God, we've had, I love Obi-Wan. And I love Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan. But how much of it do we need? Like, why can't we have new characters? Carl Weathers' for character. All the people that. Sorry, Carl Weathers' character was Gref Cargan. It's what? G R E E F K A R G A. Grief. Grief. Okay, grief. Gref. Grief. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's my thing is like, why not let the characters and whatever new characters we get in season two develop? Yes. And I think it's something like Rebels where Leia shows up for an episode, Lando shows up for an episode, is Mon Mothma in it once in a while. Like, that really made sense, and it was kind of just a thing. I don't know what to say. And everyone's pointing to the Darksaber being the reason that they're both in it. Well, the, the it reason of the Darksaber, yes. Because of the Darksaber. Yes, that was the, the big thing. But I also wonder, like, how does this fit in with what Dave Filoni's already given you <laughs> in the after scenes or the... <laughs> Excuse me, I'm dying. Um, you, you have the virus. I don't have the virus. I have a head cold that won't go away. I am taking my temperature every three hours, and I haven't gotten anything over 99. So, um, In the end of Rebels, we have what really seems to be fairly far in the future with Ahsoka and Sabine on Mandalore. When Ahsoka comes and sees her and says, Okay, now it's time to go find Ezra. Yes. With some indication that, 
as long as the war was going on and what they had to do with the empire, that kind of took a, a back seat. So I'm wondering how a few years before that, that it would seem like for the Mandalorian, how these characters fit into this season and rectify what's going to happen whenever we get to that story. Well, here's the thing. Remember, the Darksaber gets given back to Mandalore by Sabine, the planet of Mandalore. Uh, she gives it to her, is it her mom or? Yeah, whoever. It's her mom, yeah. Yeah, it's her mom. And she has Ezra. House, at the end of Rebels, the, the, at the end of Rebels, her house is basically the rebellion on Mandalore. Correct. And she has Ezra's lightsaber at the end, very end of Rebels. So she has. So when you, if you think about it in the timeline, she hasn't had a connection, a you know physical connection to the dark saber for quite a while. Now, depending on when the end of Rebels is, because I, like I said, was it's probably at least seven to nine years, at least seven to nine years after the Battle of Endor, which would put it in the Mandalorian time period. If you went that, you know, if you really wanted to try to make a connection there. Well, the Mandalorian is five years after. Seven. Five. Seven. Five. It's seven after Endor, or after Yavin. It's five after Endor. I believe we've already, we've already discussed it twice. Um, I'm pretty sure it was seven. I'm pretty sure it's five. But whatever it is, it seems to be fairly far away from what Baloney gave us. Correct. At least to me. That might and again, we don't have a distinctive, you know, Filoni didn't say this is when this takes place. So but uh, the, in terms the of the Star Wars franchise and standard calendar system, the Mandalorian is set nine years after the Battle of Yavin. Yeah, and Endor is four years after Yavin. Yeah. Five years after yeah, so five years after Endor, that's what I said. Unless they change the timeline again. Like The Witcher. Keeps going back the Witcher, and forth. The Witcher didn't change the timeline. It's just, it takes you <laughs> 10 episodes to figure out what the hell's going on. You know what the funny thing is? Beth caught the time, you know, the time switching faster than I did in that. And I was... Yeah. That's I, impressive because, man, it took me... I don't even remember what episode it was but when I started to figure out. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, okay. Good board. It makes no sense. The yeah, first she... time they jump back to the battle, that's when I, I was like, are they doing this out of order? <laughs> that's yeah, that's, that's the one. It's like the third or fourth episode, and that's the first point where I should be like, wait, we already saw this battle, and they realized right. it's all in different time periods. That was such a like, great oh, that's se series. It is. Man, that was so good. Anyway, um, so but I I didn't have anything against, like, Ahsoka would be in this time period. She definitely would be because we've seen her alive past it. It's just like Hera. We know Hera's alive well past uh, Endor. Um, it's intimated she's alive all the way to the right of Skywalker because the ghost is in. But, of course, that could be her son, too. Um, or it could be someone else who bought the ghost. You know, who knows? Uh, it doesn't even necessarily so, need to be the ghost. Uh, didn't they admit it's the ghost? 
Well, they did. Yeah, they yes, they they've said that. It's the the ghost is there. The three uh, three main pilots from uh, Resistance are there. Their ships. Um, yeah, and that was that was from Lucasfilm, wasn't it? Yeah. They also yeah. Said, the the cool thing is they said that the Star Tours ship is there. Yeah, there's, there's a Star Speeder in there. Which is cool because you that, actually in the, you know when you're when you're on the ride you do go into that battle now. Well, I haven't done the ride yet, and probably won't be able to for a year because Disneyland will be closed until <laughs> the end of summer. No, um, no, I'm going to open everything up in a week. And the doctors are standing behind him, smacking themselves in the head. Because we, we haven't even worked the, we reached the worst of it yet. Nope, we have not. That's okay. The National Guard is coming through. There's a train that passed through California that has like 20 cars full of tanks and Humvees and military vehicles. So Yeah, try to keep people off of uh, Venice Beach. Yeah. Right. So anyways, back to Star Wars. <laughs> And uh, well, now I want to now I want to see like an M1 Abraham sitting on the beach at Venice, you know, guy with the machine gun at the top. So um, here's what I was thinking, and I mean I know that it, it, this Rosario Dawson thing is a very very weird thing going on with the Star Wars because they I mean because Star since Disney has owned Lucasfilm and I know I've said this a hundred times and I know that it doesn't really matter because live action takes precedence over animation we already know this but they've done a very good job of trying to keep the voice of the character the same whether it is in live action or in animation we saw this with rebels with saw Gerrera. we saw that they went back and they changed the emperor's voice back to being uh ian mcdermott instead of having you know I thought that was a matter of convenience if they had ian mcdermott in, sure, but I mean, he I mean, Sam's voice is, is so close to it that you don't need to change it. No, yeah. you don't. You know, of course, you're not going to change Obi Wan and Anakin and and Padme. Yeah, you're not going to pay Ewan McGregor five million dollars to re-record six seasons worth of wine. Right. I'm sure Hayden Christensen would take the job, but I'm Ewan McGregor. No. I'm not sitting there doing. Uh, not only that, but you have to pay like editors to go back and recut the whole thing again. We'd have to like do it that, exactly but... on point, yeah. The other thing is, I, with Hayden Christensen, I was like, I'd rather have, uh, oh my goodness, I could never remember the voice actor's name who does Anakin. Ah, I had it in my head, I forgot it. Anyway, uh, his voice in, in Clone Wars is better than Hayden. Yes. And I like the kind of subtle difference that they do with, with Obi-Wan, too. Matt Lantner. Matt Lantner. Yeah. Lanter, Lanter, yeah. Ladder. That's funny to say, like, hey, you know what? This this person did it originally, but I like this other person's voice in the same thing that they did. Well, it's also not fair. He's had he's had more experience doing it too. I mean, he has a hell of a lot more lines than Hayden does in two films. Yep. You know, he's yeah. got six seasons now, six and a half seasons of of doing Anakin. Well, not so just that. He also kinda, did it in kinda, he did it in some of the video games. He did it, you know. Yeah. In the. Um, well, the thing to, to also remember, uh, robot chicken it, stuff, all that. Yeah, we'll let uh, we'll let Rich get back to his point. But the thing that we want to point out is neither Lucasfilm, Baloney, uh, um, uh, or Margo, none of them, or or Dawson, none of them have said anything. Correct. They haven't denied anything, but they also haven't confirmed anything because, again, we're still not even seeing this for another six months. 
yes, at least, at least at this point. We don't know if it'd be delayed or not. I mean, we've seen, which we'll get into later, um, that a lot of the companies are making sure that on-demand and, you know, streaming are catching the, the most latest products so that way people can be, you know, entertained. Well, yeah, but that product's done. This isn't. You still have to do effects work and stuff like oh, that. Oh, sure. That may get, there's so many people. I mean, even animation's getting shut down in some places. It just depends if you're working alone or not. It depends on how much you can do from home, too. Yeah, depends on you can't really get together. But you're going to make the point about the voice casting. So, so yes, the voice that. casting for the animated characters and the live-action characters have been kept the same. So it's, if you have the voice has been the same whether you're in live action or you're in animation for since Disney has owned the product. Now, I know a lot of people, you know, they they are like, oh, "No, but you can do this, that and the other." Or how about, you know, you have Rosaria Dawson do it and then you can get Ashley Eckstein to come do the voice. Are you really going to pay Rosaria that? Dawson not to have her voice there? Is she going to allow you to I, do that? I said this when we first started talking about this. This this Four ways that this goes. One, you don't have you don't have Ahsoka at all. Okay, so let's, let's say we do. You either have Rosario Dawson act and do the voice. Two, you have Ashley Eckstein act and do the voice. Or three, you have Dawson act and Ashley Eckstein doing the voice. And I'm going to tell you right now, all three of those are going to be a disappointment to fans of that character. Correct. Because they want the voice. Ashley, I'm sure, is wonderful. I don't think she can play that part. It's going to be a ton of makeup and a ton of whatever. That's not her ballet. She's not much of a live action actress. So, well, I, not not I mean, much. No but she has done. She has that, done live action. I know she done has. Of... We, we've talked about. It. I don't care. She's not a great live action actress in order to play a character that everybody loves already. Correct. One of these three is going to happen if she's put in there. All three of those choices are garbage. Just don't do the character. Why do we have to save all these people from themselves? That's the thing that drives me nuts. Is you have all these Star Wars fans. They're going to get away for Ahsoka to be on here. And you know what's going to happen. Yep. They're going to watch the second season of Mandalore. I can't believe Rosario Dawson is She's terrible. I want the voice. Why is it the same voice? Or it's going to be Ashley Eckstein. I wish they got a better actress to do this. I thought it was supposed to be Rosario Dawson. Or it's going to be, oh, I got the voice, but it's so disjointed. It's so weird. It's, it's so right. weird to see Rodaria, Rosario Dawson and hear another voice come out and of it. I don't hear, I don't hear the other voice. And it's just whatever it is that you think you're going to get, listen you're to Luke Skywalker. Go. This is not going to go how you think. Oh, and damn it. That's the one I forgot to grab. Yep. That's what fans are going to be so pissed. And then you're going to have the second season of The Mandalore be enveloped in just what happens with Ahsoka. Mandalorian can get a lightsaber. He can be Force-sensitive. He can restart the Jedi. He can bring back Darth Vader from the dead, and he can kill him, and everyone's going to go, but Darth Vader's Ahsoka because it's Ahsoka I wanted to have as Ahsoka. Why was there for this? I just, I hate this move. It's such a, it doesn't make any sense to me. No, I Other than totally the, agree. the basic of, we want to we wanna just shove all these characters into what's in there. I mean, maybe, well, and everyone says, I trust Filoni, I trust Filoni. I trust Filoni, really too. News. But I just, that's why I don't trust him to force her into this to find an organic way to make her a part of this series. You Now, here's the thing. To be, or should be a part of it because it's not about her. One of the constant... Don't get cocky. Thanks. But we only get her for one episode. 
And then everyone's going to bitch about that. If you get it for one episode, then you have Ashley do it. Because you're not hurting anything. I mean, it can't be any worse than Filoni sitting in you the cockpit of the x You just do her as a digital X-Men. character and let Ashley do the, you know, let Ashley do the, the voice. What I'm afraid of is, and this is what I said in that one uh, text or thread that we did, is that they'll build the whole arc around it, which will end up, you said, you know, I'm afraid they're going to do the whole season about them. And I, that's what I'm afraid of is that, you know, you have Ahsoka who knows what who Yoda was, who can recognize the Force. That I'm afraid that they're going to put, you know, Ahsoka and the child together, and basically Ahsoka training the child to be a Jedi. I have a bad feeling about this. Um, but then you have the whole, you know, you'll have the whole season just being about that, and then you'll lose what everybody loved about the Mandalorian. Which was its uh-huh. own story. Yeah, the joke I said in that thread was, "Hell, use the world between worlds and grab Ahsoka as a baby, and then use that as the whole second season." A <laughs> uh, baby Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah, and then the, the other thing I put was now Rebels Two. The search, you know, uh, Ezra Boogaloo has the child in it because Ahsoka takes the child. Yeah. Uh, I, don't I don't know where the child's going, but I can't see the child be a major character for however long. You know, it'd be interesting to see maybe ten years from now or whatever when we get episode ten that takes place. You know, forty years after the Mandalorian, he's like a hundred or whatever. Yeah, and you're like, okay, well, if that's the good for the Mandalorian. Oh, okay. It's like I'm sure we'll get some nod to Yoda and High Republic because of the time frame. So. Oh, definitely. But yeah, I, and. <sighs> You know when you 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 keep hearing so much about one thing, you know, we we've heard this before. We keep hearing it and hearing it and hearing. I'm afraid that if they don't do it in season two, they'll end up doing it at some point because it's the it's the Kenobi thing. Everybody keeps screaming for Kenobi. Eventually, they finally say, "Okay, we're going to do it because we want to appease the fans." We're going to do it, and then they said, "Hold on, we're going to redo it." Yeah, we already don't like it. We're doomed. Yep. I don't know. I I love Ahsoka. I'd love to have more Ahsoka, but I'll be honest with you, I don't want it we're if it's not get, Ashley. We're not we're gonna get more Ahsoka. At some point Filoni's gonna go back and he's gonna do a series with Ahsoka and Sabine. And we're gonna love it because it makes sense because he's already it's it's a natural progression of the story he told in Rebels of Ezra disappearing and that these two seem the most qualified to go figure out what the hell happened to him. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's to find his body or find out what happens to him. The only fear that I have is the reason they're not doing that is because at some point they're going to have Timothy Zahn tell you what happened with Thrawn. Right. Because they're connected. Now, they're going to need a new Star Wars cartoon at some point. And I know that there, there are things in the pipeline just because of I've seen, you know, some of the casting things and some of the casting you know, notices and whatnot. Um, but nothing is definitive of, as far as a show. It's everything is still tossing, you know, tossing around and always, up in development. Ideas. Yeah. There's always stuff on a, on, a, on, a, on a whiteboard somewhere. But they definitely want on Disney. They don't want to, they, they don't want to discard Disney Channel altogether. And they definitely don't want to, but they want to have stuff that they can put on Disney Plus. So they're looking at another Star Wars, Clone Wars, Rebels type show 
for Disney Plus. So well, I think if they do something in the vein of Clone Wars or Rebels, it would go to Disney XD. I would hope that like they would. It it feels like that's kind of the what they would do. I mean, this is it's, I think the only reason that Clone Wars is on Disney Plus is because it's only ten episodes. Oh, that's the, yeah, and the fact that so, it, it may also have something to do with Cartoon Network, where they couldn't put it on the same type of platform. Well, didn't didn't the final seasons of Clone Wars go through Disney XD? No, they went to straight to Netflix. No, I know that, but you know, I thought all the episodes that aired, I thought the last season of episodes was on no Disney XD. No, Clone Wars never aired on uh, on Disney XD. I think whatever they do, whatever they do, the, the, whatever Sabine, Ahsoka, Ezra thing is, it'll be Disney XD. Because I think the cartoons make sense to put it there and, and save the live action for Disney Plus. Sure, I could see them doing a live. I mean, excuse me, doing multiple um, animated series, one on Disney XD and one on Disney Plus. I mean, uh, yeah, the, the one thing is, everything that's on Disney XD is going to end up on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's just um, yeah, as a premiere, it's going to end up on Disney sure. XD to me. If that makes more sense to me, because it, it's just you you have a platform that's available that's to more people. Yeah, and if you've already had success at it, so there's no reason I think not to do it that way. Well, speaking of rumors um, that have reappeared, <laughs> Matt Murdock in Spider-Man Three. <laughs> As recirculated as well this past week. Isn't the rumor that it's going to be Charlie Cox? The rumor is it's yeah. Charlie Cox. They, now, and when Daredevil ended, or made the announcement that he ended, they, there was a rumor that came out not too long after that. Wouldn't it be, and, and it wasn't really necessarily a rumor, more so as, oh, you know, it's set up really cool where you could actually have Matt Murdock be, and Ethan, you may have been one of the first people to say it too. It'd be really cool to see Matt Murdock as uh, Spider-Man's attorney since he's, you know, it's been done in the cartoons yeah. and now, I mean, well, in the I, comic I said book. it after, after the Spider-Man movie. I said, oh, that would be cool if they can get uh, Matt Murdock as his lawyer and then it'd be even cooler if they did the Netflix character having Charlie Cox come back just as a cameo or it just kind of ties everything together since the whole Netflix series always talked about doing, um, you know, like talking about the Avengers one, uh, you know, event and all that stuff. So we all know that it's already in that universe. So. Well, at CBR. Yeah, the problem put out... with that is that Marvel, uh, uh, Kevin Feige and Marvel have said that the Netflix shows don't count. Yes. Yeah, I know that, but, it would be cool. That's, why, that's the thing that I don't think it happens because there's no reason to, to open that can of worms. Mm -hmm. Like, Mike seems smarter than that. To open that can of worms is sort of like, hey, look, he's in it. When's the Netflix stuff coming back? When are you going to put it on Disney, on Disney Plus? Where is it? Why don't you do this? I want the Punisher. And I wouldn't mind it because I wouldn't mind seeing John Bernthal as a Punisher again somewhere, yeah. but. I just I don't think Disney's doing it. I don't think. Marvel's what about doing the Kingpin? I mean, that was brilliant. But. Yep. Here's the thing, uh, it's not it's not up to Marvel really in that in that sense because it's a Sony movie and it's Netflix's property. As long as Feige's the producer, he gets to pick and choose. Especially since especially since Disney is writing but those movies. two factors. Those two factors may be what can help it actually come to fruition. Sony it, may be like, it, hey, it could, we want but, that. 
the factor that blocks it is the factor that I've been talking about for years. If Feige didn't produce it, he doesn't give a shit about it. And he's thrown right. away. So all that stuff that's there that he didn't produce, he doesn't care. And he's still going to produce that film, and he still has the ability to approve or disapprove of everything. So if right. I'm Feige, I'm perfectly fine having the, you know, the State Farm guy or the Allstate guy or whatever playing J. Jonah Jomison again, even though it doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> I'm not putting Charlie Cox in because I don't want to open that can. I don't need to listen to, you know, six years of people screaming about F and Netflix shows again. Just right. let it go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it could be, that could be what you feel, but I feel like Ooh. Tony may have a, a huge input on it. I mean, Ethan, they stand it up to the Chris. reality of it is they don't. They're not producing the film. They're, they're, they're getting, they don't, they don't get to pick. It's, as long as Marvel's making the film, they get to choose what the creative content is. By the way, J.K. Whole- Simmons is the one who does the, the role of J. Yeah. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, he only has like an Oscar. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, he... <laughs> um, here's the thing. Yes, Sony is making these films, uh, Spider-Man films, technically. These are Marvel films. Marvel has control over these films and who's in them more so than Sony does. Now, so, and you may not even be able to use Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock because of the Netflix deal. You remember there is a wait, wait period that they have to have, they have to go through in order to use these characters again. And I think the first one up is either Luke Cage or Iron Fist. It would be Daredevil. No. Daredevil would be the first one. Daredevil's the one that finished first. No. It it doesn't matter whether it's finished. It matters the number of years of the contract. It's when that was canceled, not when it was finished. And remember, Daredevil, the last one that was in October, wasn't it, or something? And they had already done Iron Fist and, and uh, Luke Cage season two. Matter of fact, they canceled Iron Fist season, was it season two or three? Season two. Iron Fist, three. Did Iron Fist ever get to season two? Yes, it did. Okay. So Iron Fist was the first one that got canceled. Then it was uh, right. Luke Cage. And then... They made a big deal of the fact that Luke Cage, the second... Because remember, Michael might have been Luke Cage because... Remember the story was that it was a fight between the creator yes. and Netflix because they whatever they finished in the, the second season they wanted to keep going with that and supposedly Netflix didn't want it and then it was all you know cut to the bone there. Yes. So I think I think Cage, Cage and Iron Fist are right around the same point. Wasn't the final show Daredevil season three? No. Final no. one was Jessica Jones. Final one was Jessica Jones, which was what this year? No. Well, no, it wasn't this year. It was. It was the. It was to the last one in two thousand. The end of last year. Yeah. No, actually, the last show was Punisher because Punisher came out in February after Jessica Jones. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I think. I think no. Punisher came out in December. Jessica Jones came out in February of two thousand nineteen. One of the two. So those would be 
what sucks. Those would be the longest uh, do not compete clauses. Correct. Okay, so Daredevil was officially canceled November 29, 2018. Yes. Yeah. So if you have a five-year no compete clause for Daredevil, Jessica Jones season three was 2019. Well, they've been canceled before that. You just show. Well, no, they anyway. didn't. They didn't cancel it. Well, no, hers. I think they actually did say it was canceled before. Before they put the season out, right? Because people were thinking that was the death knell. Like, why should I bother watching this season? I'm never going to see anything. Correct. Mm-hmm. That was the fear. If they have a five year no compete clause, but they can't do anything till 2022. Yeah, we don't have a date for Spider Man, so maybe. But even then, again, I, I think the biggest factor is it's like it's Feige's show. And he doesn't care for those those series at all. Daredevil Daredevil's last season was October nineteenth, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, it was the second to last one. So yeah, then the first page was canceled on October nineteenth, two thousand eighteen. Yeah. So Luke Cage was canceled first, yeah. Again, we'll see. We I don't know. I think I think it's a nice little nod. And Charlie Cox plays the character pretty well. So I'm, I have it's no um, knock against Cox at all. It's no knock against how good Daredevil was. It's the fact that I don't want to listen to idiots that don't understand contract law that think that Netflix is all of a sudden going to mean something, and then I got to listen to another two years of save that save Daredevil. Where's Daredevil season four? We need more of this. We it just it's gone. It's never coming back. Put it in its box. Watch it on Netflix as much as you want. But that's that's it. I mean, so I, I just, here, here's the way it works: Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist cannot appear in a Disney-made production until uh, late 2020, and Jessica Jones cannot thought. be until 2021. Oh, that's earlier yeah. than I thought. Which Spider-Man's original date was 2021. Yes, but Spider-Man's in produ- production, well, would have been in production well, now. In production. It's technically in production, yes. In yes. It started before everything shut down. The, okay, Ethan, yes, there is a possibility of this, just as much as there is a possibility of, of Rosaria Dawson playing Ahsoka. There's as much possibility Look, of Charlie Cox playing Daredevil or playing Matt Murdock as there is of Ben Affleck playing Matt Murdock in the Spider-Man film, and that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be kind of cool. Like, wow, Matt, you got out of you really got out of shape, buddy. You're really old. Yeah. Hey, aren't you Batman? What is Benifer? I don't understand. <laughs> but Look, personally, I would love to see it. I mean, whether it happens or not is obviously not up to me. But personally, I'd love to see it. I think it would be a nice nod to not only the other shows that have, you know based a lot of their story on, you know, parts of the cinematic universe. So I think it would but, be... But they really amount. didn't, they really didn't do much to connect the cinematic universe other than some posters and it, a few they, references. But here's the thing, and it, this is what you run into if you do this. You're going to validate those shows as part of the MCU now that they've said that they are not part of the MCU. It's just like if you go back and put... And put you're Hugh Jackman as this, Wolverine. This is, new, this is the new Warriors thing. You're not going to cut off whatever Feige eventually would like to do with Daredevil and Iron Fist and Cage and Punisher and, and Kingpin. If he, if he, if they ever get to it, he's not going to be beholden to anything else. 
That's the same thing with new. They put out new mutants. I might have said new warriors. You said new. They warriors. put out new mutants and say, "Oh, it's a part of the MC universe." Why? I didn't do anything with this. Right. If I'm in control, if I'm the one that gets to pick the creators that do these films, that write them, that direct them, that produce them, I'm not going to try and fit my world into something that Netflix did in 1996. Correct. It's just not happening. It's, it's the same thing of destroying the EU for Star Wars. Disney and, and Kathleen Kennedy is not going to hand 85,000 pages worth of material to J.J. Abrams and the people that are writing the film and go, make this make sense. No. I'm not spending $300 million on a picture and to be like, oh, yeah, I just got to make sure that Thrawn's in it. Forget it. It's the same thing here. I didn't do it. If I'm Feige, I didn't make this. These aren't any of my choices. So I'm sorry, but none of this counts. And it's someday, more than likely, we're going to see Daredevil again. And it's not going to be Charlie Cox, and it's not going to be Ben Affleck. And it's not going to be whoever played him in the Incredible Hulk TV series in the 70s, probably dead. You know, it's just, it's going to be something new, and people are going to bitch, and people are going to have to accept it. That's the end of it. Yeah, as much as you want, as much as you want to have him play, because I love Charlie Cox as Daredevil. I thought he did an amazing job. Problem is, if you do it, if you put him in Spider Man, now you're beholden to that character, to that actor being that character. And everything that came before it, and it's, it's just not worth the hassle if you want to do something new. Correct. It's obviously a character that Marvel finds and audiences find uh, intriguing in terms of a character that people want to see. And I'm not going to make the same character. I'm going to make I'll make a new a new thing for it because that's my universe. You know, he's very ownership of that universe, so. Mm-hmm. We'll see. What else do we have? We keep arguing about Charlie Cox. We can. I mean, Ethan's got more to say about it, I'm sure. No, I mean, I've said everything that I wanted to about it. I feel he's a good fit, and I would love to see him. But, you know, if he can't, then he can't, you know. So, one of the... Not most interesting things, but one of the interesting things that's happened during this pandemic is that we are starting to see films that either have just been released to the theater or still in the theater suddenly being released on in-demand for purchase or um, showing up on Disney Plus in the case of Frozen 2. I think uh, in next week or the week after we get... Um, Frozen 2 showed up early, and then Onward shows up on April 3rd. And which came out also to purchase and on demand this past weekend, two weeks after it had been into the theater. Well, because it it had a week in a theater before almost every theater in America shut down. Correct. Yeah. Uh, But you also are getting, you know, uh, Invisible Man. um, I think... uh, Invisible Man come out early... Uh, we're getting uh, bad boys coming out soon. Um, also, uh, trolls, what? Trolls. Troll, trolls is not even going to the theater. It's going straight to on demand. Yeah, probably uh, the right choice in the first place. Maybe, maybe I think all of the Universal films that are coming out in the next month or so are going straight to on demand. Yeah, which well, that's, it, uh, that's what a lot of people are wondering and. I think I read an article about it the other day that said that a lot of theater or a lot of production companies or distribution companies are now looking 
to see how much they make on this uh, on this idea, because now a lot of theater chains are getting worried that the you know they're not going to be releasing a lot of movies in theaters. Maybe they just leave it to like big blockbusters, things like that. Whereas these smaller movies, they're just going to release straight to. Well, we've seen this with some independent films before, where the independent film yeah. will be released on demand the same week it comes out in the theater. You know, yeah, well, a lot of those independent fil- films are released in the theater simply so that they can qualify for awards. Totally, that's 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 a hundred percent why they are completely that's why it's done. <clears throat> that's why all the Netflix, all of the Amazon, all of those are they released. They have to get a theater release by, by the MPAA rules or whatever. Yes. The thing with this is, yes, these films basically have no shot, especially ones that opened just before, because you look at it and you think, okay, we did a week of business, we did eight days of business, we did ten days of business before. New York City shut down, L.A. shut down, Chicago shuts down, Miami shuts down, Colorado shuts down, all the Northwest shuts down. So there's no there's no movie theaters. I mean, they tried this stupid social distancing thing, like, well, every other row. Yes, but you're sitting next to someone. So that's not six feet. I don't know how you can figure that out. And so yeah, for something first, like, like Onward. The behind you is still. Oh, well, no, it was every other first. row. So there was, someone two, there was someone two rows behind you, but you're sitting next mm-hmm. to someone. Like that, that person yeah. right there. And if you're selling seats, if you're picking seats to get a six foot radius, you take a theater, you know, theater of three hundred, and it ends up being like twenty seats. Well, here, here's so the. Say, so if you're if you're doing onward, and especially in the sense that everybody's home and kids are home and adults are home and everything, but paying twenty bucks for a movie that you can own, that you're going to buy anyways when it comes out. Exactly. So you might as well go ahead and do it now. And you're going to rumor last week. There was a rumor last week that Wonder Woman was going to do this, and Warner Brothers came out immediately, almost immediately, within 24 hours, and said, "This is completely not true. Wonder Woman 84 will get a theatrical release. It'll just be later." Correct. And because we talked about the idea with you know productions are all slowing down, whatever's coming out in the summer is going to move to the fall or late summer, early fall, and whatever was in the fall is probably going to move to next spring. Everything is going to have it. Yes. Yeah. You're going to pick things. We saw I mean, Fast and Furious moved a year. Why? Yeah. Because it doesn't want to get caught up in the fall because maybe some fall productions will still come out. But now, when we were talking about that two weeks ago or a week ago or whatever, we didn't know if every production in the world was going to shut down. Correct. And now it is. So your fall movies that are not done, they're not making they're not making September or October dates. It's just not happening. Right. So... Well, here, You're not look, look have at a this. Lot of films in the fall, you something like Eternals. Even Marvel's Eternals may get moved to spring. There's, no, there's nothing now because we don't have to say anything. But we know that Black Widow's are coming out on May first, and you know what? It's not coming out June first either. It's likely mm-hmm. not coming out July first because there's a very realistic possibility that our quarantines are going to happen until the middle of summer. And even when they're lifted, people are not going to rush to the theater within a week. We're all still. I don't know here. about that. Uh, dude, have you seen what's happening in China? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, Hong Kong, Nobody's they released it a little bit in every. Yeah, no, I know. Dude, I forty forty percent of not the even that. You think about forty percent of the theaters in China are open, and none of them are making money. And when they interview the people that might go to the movies, all of them have said the same thing: it's not over yet. It's not just completely over right. until we get to a point. Because whenever this is over, whenever over, over, whenever we get quarantines lifted, okay. L.A., New York, Vegas, we all lift our quarantine. The news is still going to be about coronavirus for the next two months. 
Right. Because yeah, they can't help themselves. Well, that's what Fox, SDCC is talking ABC about. And CBS are all going to tell you for the two weeks after the quarantine comes up, remember the quarantines for coronavirus? Remember what happened in Italy? It's still going to Australia is only starting its quarantine right now. They're two what? months behind us or a month behind us. Well, here's the thing. Now you're going to see them go into the summer. Hold on. Because remember, in the summer, in the southern hemisphere, is the winter. Right. We're still going to hear stories about coronavirus. You're going to lift the quarantine. Let's say it's the middle of July. They're not. People aren't going to the movies in the middle of July. All of a sudden, you're still going to feel weird being around people. At you're least for 14 days after the. Aesthetic. I, I think see. the first 14 days not after that's that. lifted, it'll be it'll be I awkward. I think it's a month. It's a month, and we've already talked about it in terms of like. You know, when we're talking about what's going on with comic book stores, we don't expect to just open the doors. All small businesses are like, we don't expect to just open the doors and expect to have 100 customers in 24 hours. Well, that's what People CCI is talking about, too. CCI is talking yeah. about that with San Diego Comic-Con. That, you know, just oh, because... San, just San, Diego's be not, San Diego's not happening. Yeah, just There's because no it's lifted doesn't necessarily mean that people are going to show up. If it's, it's not only that, you, you think also, about... You got to think of how long it takes to set it up. And if Marvel's not going, and DC's not going, and Image isn't going, and Diamond isn't going, and half your artist alley is empty, because, again, you can lift the quarantine all you want. If we don't trust the government to tell us the truth now, why the hell are we going to trust them on July 15? Everything's okay. No such thing as corona. Never happened. It's Tony's fault. Joe Biden is stupid. Who cares? People are not going to go back right away. It's going to take as long as it takes us to get through quarantine. It's going to take just as long for us to figure out how we're going to get back to normal. Yep. Look, I'm starting to worry about. I'm starting to worry about August. You know, August seventh is Guns and Roses in here in not LA. Happening. I, you know, and not even happening. celebration at the end of August. Celebration is not happening. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it's everything for 2020 is done. I did something today because I, you know, I have so much other stuff to do. I decided to look at uh, in a sports thing. I was looking at Major League Baseball. And if Major League Baseball wants the World Series, Game 7, to end on October 31st, and it's a Saturday, let's go that far, right? Working backwards, we have an 82-game season where you play six days a week, so you only have one day off. You need 16 and a half weeks. Working backwards from October 31st, you would have to start the season on, Jan on June 1st. Yeah. That's not going to happen. And so... The 2020 season for Major League Baseball is gone. Well, you cut it in I'm half. Not, you you, you take it from the uh, the All Star break, and that's where you start your season. 82 games is half a season. No, no, no. Yes, Yes, you're correct. That's what I'm saying. But to even get 82 games, which I think is the minimum that Major League Baseball would accept to have a season, you have to start on June 1st. They're not starting on June 1st. I don't think they're starting. We're telling kids. In, in, in uh, LAUSD is already saying it's May 31st before kids are, will even think about letting kids back in school. That is going to be the same thing. CVUSD out here is going to be May 31st. It's not going to be June 1st. We're not going to have a Major League Baseball season. Yeah. Hockey is not coming back. The NBA is not coming back. They're talking about the NFL going to a shortened schedule because summer camp and mini camp and preseason is all going to be gone which isn't really the biggest deal, but you still have to train. You still have to get them back up into shape. Right. <clears throat> think of June 1st, but also think general managers of Major League Baseball as a group have told Major League Baseball, we need at least three weeks to get back into shape. So that mm -hmm. means they'd have to start in less than a, than a month and a half. 
And we're already talking about being in quarantine for another nine weeks. So it's not happening. And I think what's going to end up happening is everything for 2020 is canceled. We're Dragon Con in October. No. Kamikaze in November. No. New York Comic Con. No. This is the new normal for the rest of the year, and then we'll start over in January. You're going to have NFL start late. I think we're going to see the NHL and the NBA start late and go to a shorter season. You know, the NHL that normally plays 82 games might play 55 because it just this isn't going away. Right. This is the worst week. At the end of this week, today's Monday, the statistics for last week was it's the most new cases in the United States for any week. So anyways. You're still exponentially growing. Trying not to talk too much about the virus. Um, well, onward. Here, here's here's what I wanted to talk about, though. Onward which was number one for the week of March 13th to the 19th, which is the last recorded week, did $11 million. It did a total gross. It's done a total gross of $61 million. This is why you're not going to get Wonder Woman, Black Widow, you know, even oh, yeah. something like, um, uh, Art- what's the new one, the Disney one, Artemis, uh, whatchamacallit. Um, you know what I'm talking about? It's it's based on a novel. It's it's coming. Oh gosh, I wish I'd have had that prepared. Prepared. Um, Ow. It's uh, whatever. It, it it it's a it's you know a mid level Disney film. It's not going to come out. You know because these films that I mean something like that's a, one of their mid level tiers might go to Disney Plus and to streaming. But you're not going to get Milan or something like that going to streaming. No, there's too much money invested in it, and you're not going to make that back on Disney Plus. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look at here. Even look at this: Birds of Prey. Do you know how much it's done total gross for the United States? Eighty eighty-four million. Its budget yep. was eighty-four million worldwide. A yep. hundred and ninety-nine million. Normally, that yep. would have a China. You know, the China release would be big. It would do really well overseas because a lot of people that said a few weeks ago, well, I think I was Disney Plus. They said you're an idiot if you think Disney isn't going to release that in China. Yeah, like it's going to get a theatrical release, and you 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 make Mulan into your your December movie, it fits. In it's fact, yeah. Birds of Prey did not even get released in China. No, they lost a ton of money on it. Well, oh, well, in uh, Hong Kong, it did. It, it did a hundred. Yeah. It did uh, one point seven million in in Hong Kong. But that was it, February sixth. On a ton of money, right? And so you're, you're you. This is stuff where you're you're. Those movies are ones where you're trying to recoup what you can. Exactly. You can release Black Widow on September first, and you're still going to make, you know, five hundred million dollars. Yeah. You can release Mulan on November twenty fifth. You know, release it as a Thanksgiving movie, just like Frozen. You're going to make three hundred million. You're fine. Five hundred million, whatever. The good those thing with Disney has. Go ahead. Those movies aren't going anywhere in terms of like not going straight to. They are going to get the big theatrical releases. Mm-hmm. They're just waiting for when this starts to end to start picking dates. If we're in August and we start getting, you know, there's only a few new cases a day, then that's where I think Disney's going to be. Okay, September 1st is is Black Widow. November 25th is Mulan, and Eternals is now next spring. Yeah. Or you can release that as your Christmas, you know, or your February, March. Christmas could make sense. They put them close enough to get, I mean, you're going to get close anyway. 
the only thing in terms of Disney is because of how much Marvel product is set for next year. Right. But you also wonder how much of that stuff's going to be delayed simply because the production that would start now or in the fall. Exactly. Everything is, you know, everything mm-hmm. is going to work itself out. We originally thought they were going to be on top of each other, themselves, but that was before we realized that all the production companies were shutting down. Because yeah. they're shutting down. Yes, you can do so much of this at home. There's Eternals, maybe you know you can do all of the visual effects and everything from home. But you, there's still things you have to do. You know, you have to score it. In, with, if you're scoring with a symphony, yeah. you have to be able to get symphony that. Symphony can't play. Right. Yeah. You know, there's well, things you can't like do. hasn't adjusted before. Remember, they adjusted when they got Spider-Man. The other thing when is you can't Spider-Man, do reshoots. Uh, yeah, when you had Spider-Man Homecoming in, remember it moved everything out of the way and made them realize, hey, you know what? An Inhumans movie is a dumb idea. Yep. The good thing about Disney is they have enough product where there won't oh. be something like, you know, maybe Sony or one of these other studios that go, oh, wait. Well, if you're a big major studio, you have more than enough product no matter what. It's it depends. Finding, I mean, it, it's, finding, it's finding the right release, which, you know, now that we look at it, and, and look at what's probably going to happen in the fall, the Fast and the Furious going a year later starts to make sense, where they're like, you know what? So we're not going to re- release this in the fall. Right. We're going to also out for, for Fast and Furious, uh, those movies do huge in China, so I can see why they delayed it a year just so yeah. they make sure they make a lot of money on it. Yeah. So Everything can move. It's not, it's not the end of the world. It's just like what's going on with comics where everybody's freaking out because they're stopping shipments. Those books are still going to come out. You're still going to get Batman 93. Calm down. It's just not going to be in, in May. It's going to be in September or something. Right. The good, I mean, the good thing about about um, the comic book industry, though, is that most of that stuff's done at home anyways. The writers, the the art, everything like that can be done yeah, at home. That's not the problem. No, that's the publishing the is. The publishing part is. The, no, the distribution, I think. The retail of it is. That's the problem. Yes. It's taking too long for them to decide, oh, you mean 60% of the, the stores in this country are, are closed? Maybe we should put a halt on this, which they finally made that decision today. So while we're and talking about this, freaking out. let me ask you this question, because I, I was I was thinking about this the other day when they, they announced the closures, and I started, you know, and I got the message from Carr about what Earth 2 was deciding to do. Um, do you think... The digital market is going to change now. Do you think that? God, I hope not. That's what I'm, I'm asking. Is do you think how much do you as think a, this is going group, to hurt the brick and mortar? Here's, here's the thing. There's there's no good solution. That's the problem. Is you have retailers and and fans that you know we want everything to keep going just as it is, and we want some stores to stay open, and we want to do this, and we want to do that. Retailers have to do the responsible thing, and the responsible thing is you are not allowed to open your store. And you are not allowed to have customers in. You're not allowed to have your staff in your store. Curbside pickup that some stores have done does not follow the mandate. It is illegal under the mandate. I don't care what people say. You have no idea whether your staff is infected or not. And touching product and stealing it, putting it outside for people to pick up, is, is violates the mandate. And encouraging slash inducing your customers to come out for non-essential products is a violation of the mandate as well. Mm-hmm. So not having new products is the only way retailers are going to survive because there's no reason to have it when you have companies like Discount Comic Book Service and Midtown that are huge online retailers, and we know comic book fans, they're going to find their books. They don't care. There's no loyalty in comics. 
there's people that'll be loyal to your shop, sure. But in the long run, if you tell someone, hey, by the way, I can't get you your books for three months, they're going to go find it someplace else. So not getting the product, not producing the product, not printing it, not shipping it, not distributing it, that makes total sense because it puts all of the retailers on the same even ground. Yes. The problem is whether companies, and none of them have said this yet, one way or the other, is if companies continue to release digital products on day-to-day. So Batman 92, I think, is next week or a week after, whatever. Batman 93 is this big book that everyone's you know, waiting for because it's this Joker war, whatever. Right. If that book doesn't physically show up till September, but the digital, uh, uh, the, the, the digital copy is still released at the end of April, that's death. Because as much as fans are saying, oh, no, I'll buy both. No, they're not. They're not going to buy a, a digital book for three bucks and then four months later be like, oh, yeah, I got to go pick that up for three bucks. Yeah. Or four bucks. Or I mean, whatever. there is something about so, having the smell and the feel of a comic book, but the comic the book fans is, want it now. If digital, if digital comes out the same, it's going to change the way that people order all those books. That back order that right now we're they're not asked they're not being asked to order directly. We're we're still this is still a, a moving process. Right. As we're not exactly sure how ordering forward goes, whether we're ordering as if we're going to be open or ordering if we're not or whatever. But if you if you're telling me if I'm a shop owner and you're telling me we put Batman '93 on digital, it has 1.6 million downloads. I am not ordering that book, except for people who have already told me and already paid me for it. Right. Because it's ridiculous. So there's still a lot of issues, but the first step was finally made. And as much as everyone wants to believe that it's altruistic from Diamond, it's also the fact that Diamond's warehouses are likely to be shut down by the state. They're in New York State, Maryland. New York's already under a stay-at-home order. I cannot believe they haven't already shut down that warehouse. But it's probably coming. And more importantly, we think that the printing presses in Canada that print the books for all the major publishers those are going to get shut down, and those workers are going to be forced to go home within the next week or so. So they're literally not going to be able to physically print these books. Right. But we'll see what happens with digital. But it, it, there's, there's still hurdles to go. I'm scared because I think you're going to see a lot of going out of business signs in, in August and September because it, it, it's unprecedented, and you really have no idea what to do with it. I mean, this is, this is nothing's ever been like this since the war. And even in the war, we were getting our comics. And before you're talking about the World War One and World War Two. World War Two. Yes. Yeah. You know, World War Two paper was still being printed, and comics were still going. Most of it was propaganda, but whatever. Um, but this, I mean, even after 9/11, <coughs> they got books on time. Ground transport was still going. People were not buying a lot, but they were still publishing, and they were still in stores those Wednesdays. This is different where we're saying there's no comic books because there's not supposed to be any people in your store. Yeah. This is basically kind of, as much as Trump's not going to come out and say, this is countrywide. Everybody needs to stay home. States are doing that. West Virginia, which had zero cases, then one case and now has like 20. They already, they went up to lockdown today. They were, yep. Nope, they stay did. home. We're just going to follow everybody else. We're going to try and get ahead of it. Because we don't want to become Italy where Italy has the highest mortality rate of any country now, higher than China. And its, it's uh, healthcare system is so overwhelmed that doctors and nurses have to literally make life and death decisions and are letting people die simply because they cannot treat them. And, and they are working with the coronavirus themselves. 
most of them, yes. We've had doctors that have died. We've had nurses that have died. It's the, the situation in Italy, everyone keeps pointing, like, look how great Venice looks. That's fantastic. People are dying in your country. Well, they just, they had the highest turnaround the last couple of days. Oh, it's, it's insane. It's insane. And that, that they were too slow to act, and their healthcare system is just not in a way. It's, it's just overwhelmed. Here's the thing. And I mean, it feels— Some of the resources that we have here, you know, we, in here in Los Angeles, we're having a Navy hospital ship come because it has a 1,000 beds. It'll be the largest hospital in L.A., Yes. And that'll help us because we'll be able to have beds, we'll have um, medical personnel, more medical personnel, and we're, we're, we're mobilizing the Army and the National Guard in almost every state in terms of their doctors and nurses, who are normally already doctors and nurses. That's the problem. Well, they're also bringing you know, retired back. Bring retired people are coming back. I mean, the, the, the gentleman, one of the gentlemen that died in, in Italy came out of retirement to, to help. He ran, he ran the hospital for years. He's a doctor, and he came back to be on staff, and he lost his life because of it. And, you know, we talk about entertainment venues getting shut down, and we're missing Comic-Con. And, you know, I said it here. I was like, wow, I haven't been to a con in a year. And how weird is it to think that C2E2 is the only major con? And it's not this pop culture we can look at and we can whine about, but people are dying. So in the end, it's really not that big a deal. And it's going to be okay. We're still going to go see Black Widow. We're still going to go see Wonder Woman. We're just hoping that, you know, my dad doesn't die. So that's, that's where we're at. And so this kind of stuff is, is it's an interesting dichotomy to talk about it from an entertainment value versus people who are literally sacrificing their lives in order to try and take care of other people. Well, and that, I mean, I, I hate that we, you know, we have to go back to this because, you know, we, as a podcast, and we joke that we don't have any listeners, but we do have some listeners and, probably would gain more listeners during this time because people are going to be needing a different outlook, you know, and different, they'll need to be receiving entertainment and news and, you know, podcasts are becoming a bigger, bigger thing. And I, I don't know what I'm saying. You know, I'm, I'm rambling here for a minute. Um, but, you know, we, we, we try to entertain with this show and, I don't want to just focus on, you know, obviously it's, it's what's dominating the world right now, and you almost can't get away from well, it. Well, it affects everything. It literally affects every single part of the world right now. It affects your entertainment. It affects your work. You know, if we're talking about comic books, and, and I'm talking about comics with fans going, when we open our doors, you don't know if people will have money. Right. You know, who's, who's going to work? Who's not? You have a, a child out of school who's doing homeschool right now. Uh your wife is out of work, correct? And Cole's closed? Cole's is closed. Yeah. Um, so she's on salary, so she's still getting paid, correct? Right. And Cole's is doing a cool thing is they've partnered with, um, and it, this is, goes out, I don't know if uh, a lot of Cole's employees know this yet, but um, they're partnering with Albertsons to allow, since Albertsons is needing more and more people to help them, they're... Yeah. If you say I, if you walk in and say I worked or I work for Coles, they hire you right there on the spot. You don't have to get interviewed. You don't do anything like that because of the relationship that Coles has with with Albertsons, and they're trying to keep the the uh, part time and full time you know people that work for Coles generating money. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah, the, the ironic that is that the cold that your wife works at Newbury Park I opened that store and we opened in the middle of the supermarket strike in what 2005 or something like that right and so many of our staff members were strike members from the grocery store 
and the grocery store strike ended like like two days before we opened and all of a sudden a quarter of our work staff just disappeared overnight so it's <laughs> funny to have Kohl's workers going to the grocery stores when the Kohl's I worked for was had a workforce made up of grocery store workers that ended up leaving as soon as the strike was over yeah no, but I thought you know that's a good thing for you for people that are you know able to continue. If you're looking at if you listeners that are here, if you're looking for work, and you know your unemployment taking too long or whatever, go to a grocery store and see if they'll hire you. Yeah, because they are they are. Uh, Domino's is hiring a bunch of people too. They they are need... like see all these companies. They're like, hey, free delivery this week. No shiznit. Yeah, that's one of the smartest ideas. Little Caesars did that for this week or whatever, or the week that just ended. And it was like, that's a smart idea. Get people mm-hmm. used to it. Yep. And then be like, oh, delivery fees are forty five dollars. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, Diamond uh, Steve Geppi officially Gepi. announced. Uh, explains shutdown. This week is is our next week, I think, or maybe this week. This week is the final. No, next week. 4-1 should be the final Wednesday of New Comics. Uh, so starting after- April, Diamond founder or Stop has issued an official statement confirming and explaining the decision and outlining the current time frame for change of operations. No, April 1st isn't either. Product distributed by Diamond and slated for an on-sale date of April 1st or later will not be shipped to retailers until further notice. Yep. Um, yeah, we can still get comics. Yeah, Comicbook.com is also reporting it right now. So everyone's reporting okay. it. It was a big thing. It's Somehow still... it got on. As always, it got on Bleeding Cool because someone is Tattledale before they told retailers, which is very annoying. Yeah. Newsarama is doing it. They just dropped the same article. Yeah. Everyone's got the same article now because it's, it's affecting everybody, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but still no word on. Uh, let's see. Uh, Comic industry has put in a pause for the familiar foreseeable they don't know future. Dates, yeah, it, it's also product after basically Diamond's distributing what they have, which is the stuff through next week. Although maybe even next week, because I, I think if I'm reading that right, even next week isn't going to be there. But once you get past that, they don't have the product. That product is either if it's been printed, it's sitting in warehouses for the publishers or the printers waiting to go. But now. Um, you know, anything past that isn't even printed yet. So this is this is to, to try to get ahead of it and just say, let's put a pause on all of this because it just isn't going to work. There's no place to sell this stuff. Out-of-work strippers are delivering food through Boober Eats. Well, I think we know what Ethan's doing tomorrow. <laughs> there's, your, there's your food delivery service, Ethan. Boober Eats. Yeah. You got to figure, if there's any Hooters left in the country, they're going to fail. It's like... Hey, we have to go. Yeah, I don't care. Like, why, why am I? I'm not. I'm not going here for the food. So I guess when they they deliver it, you better hope that you have some kind of like gated porch or something, so that way they can do their strip tease for you. No, apparently, uh, what's it called? They they're come they come to your house wearing pasties, and they're accompanied by a security guard. I do because <laughs> I, I read this because I read that article. Uh, sure you did. I looked up that article three or four times to make sure you had it correct. Yeah, and it's actually only one strip club in Illinois. So just FYI. Oh, so oh, coming. Don't worry. He he jokes about it, calling it Boober. It's wow, you know a lot about this. Hey, you know. 
I'm a boob guy. What can I say? I'm, I'm a, a boob, boob guy. guy. Wow, okay. We need to end the show on that. <laughs> on that note, we're going to wrap things up. <laughs> so, God willing, we'll be back with you next week. Make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. next week? Huh? Are we going to have any news next week? Um, no, we'll have to come up with topic shows. We'll do, we'll do a topic. I, I really don't want to do topic shows over the phone, though. No. Too much talking over each other. I mean, we have that already. We're, we're live. Yeah. We also don't get to use our board as much either. That might be a good thing. We might need to retire the board for a week or two. But uh, let, let's tap the, let's like tap the, make the hard show fonder. <laughs> I just picked that at random. It worked pretty well. Here it is. I was talking over it. You were talking over it because you said you don't like the board. You want to retire for a little bit, and I hit this. He doesn't like you. I don't like you either. <laughs> I can barely hear that. Yeah, you need to turn he up the volume. He doesn't like you. To... I don't like you either. So, anyways, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, make sure you check us out on facebook.com slash nerdables. We're also on Twitter yeah. at nerdables show and on Instagram as, tur- as, ner- as turtables. Wow. Turtables? <laughs> On Instagram Nerdable. as Nerdable. And there's a few people we, that are we, listening. To those we are pretty Nerdable. We bore you to stay the at home. Use the social distancing. This isn't just some weird thing made up by some Illuminati to ruin your life. This is really about people dying. Stay home and you can. Take care of the people you know. Don't go bump into strangers or anything like that. Listen to our podcast two or three times. Go listen to the early ones. You can see how our personalities develop and see how crazy we were from the beginning. Yes, and then but you can also listen to the toy. Don't listen to the toy one. And then go to no, Facebook wait, wait, wait. and let us know what you think. Yes, I'm sorry. I do not speak English. Okay. <laughs> so in the end of the day, think of it like this. Don't be the person that holds the rest of the class up from heading out to recess. Because you're doing something stupid. Stay home and then let us all play and enjoy ourselves in Did a couple weeks. You tried your best and you failed miserably. The lesson is never try. All right, get out of here. All right, talk to you later. See you. Bye. 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 How long was that? Uh,